Blog Talk Radio. I shared this last week, a very, very interesting piece of information that uh, Joseph was Joseph was 40 years old when he married his first wife, and then he was 49 at the time. You know, he, he, uh, he was 49 when his wife passed away, his first wife. So he was 89, 89, and then one year later is when... Um, when the, you know that uh, that temple committed Mary to Joseph for marriage, so he was ninety at that time. Mary was twelve. Then remember that um, after three years, three years after that is when Mary gave birth to Jesus. So Mary was Mary was fifteen years old, and John and uh, Joseph was the ninety-three. And so keep that in mind because, and of course, we know Joseph died when he was 111. Okay? He was 111, and um, Mary was 33 years old when Joseph died. And Jesus was 18 years old. All this is very interesting pieces of information. Now, keep that in mind. Okay? Keep that in mind. And so... um, you know, and you do, and you do. I'm, I'm not going to do any more uh, crunching numbers. You do your own, okay? But I, I just wanted to give you an idea. Okay, so we see here that um, we uh, we continue to read, okay? And we see, we see there that. Um, oh, let's see. Let me see. I lost my place. So wait, hold on a second. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, so according to this account by John the Theologian, um, he, he says that the Virgin Mary, okay, when she was going to the to the tomb of the Lord to burn incense, okay, and uh, he, he, I mean, he, I mean, he was there, and he saw a lot of things. But I'm going to skip some of these things because they're not really here or there. I want to go to the uh, the passing away of Mary, and uh, and so he goes on to say that when the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ, was hanging on the tree, 
he was hanging there fastened by the nails of the cross for the life of the whole world, he saw about the cross his mother standing, that's Mary, and John the Evangelist, whom he particularly loved above the rest of the apostles. Of course, he's talking about himself, okay? <laughs> you know, that's how John, uh, that's how he writes. He always says, whom the Lord loved above the rest. And then he says, in this particular uh, uh, note here, he says, because he alone of them was a virgin in the body. Kind of, I had kind of uh, thought about it, but I did not know. I was not aware that John was a virgin, Apostle John. He never married, and he never had sexual uh, relationship with, uh, with anyone. So it says here that uh, Jesus, he gave, therefore, the charge of Holy Mary, saying to him, to John, Behold your mother, and saying to her, Behold your son. That's in John. Gospel of John, chapter 19, 26 and 27. And so, from that hour, the, the, mother of, uh, the Holy Mother of Jesus remained specially in the care of John, as long as she had her habitation in this life. And when the apostles had divided the word by lot for preaching, she settled in the house of his parents near Mount Olivet. Okay. Then in the second year, therefore, after Jesus had uh, vanquished death and descended into heaven, on a certain day, Mary, burning with a longing for Jesus, began to weep alone within the shelter of her abode. And behold, an angel shining in the dress of great light stood before her and gave her utterance to the word salutation, saying, Hail, you blessed by the Lord. Receive the salutation of him who commanded safety to Jacob by his prophets. Behold, said he, a palm branch. I have brought it to you from the paradise of the Lord, which you will cause to be carried before you, your buyer. When on the third day you shall be taken from the body. For lo, your son awaits you with thrones and angels and all the powers of heaven. Then Mary said to the angel, I beg that all apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ be assembled to me, to whom the angel said, Behold, today by the power of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, all the apostles will come to you. And Mary says to him, I ask that you send upon me your blessing, that no power of the lower world may withstand me in that hour in which my soul shall go out of my body, and that I may not see the prince of darkness. And the angel said, No power indeed of the lower world will hurt you, and our Lord, whose servant and messenger I am, I am has given you eternal blessing. But do not, do not think that the privilege of not seeing the prince of darkness is to be given you by me, but by him whom you carry in your womb, for to him belongs power over all forever and ever. Thus saying, the angel departed with great splendor, and the palm shone with exceeding great light. Now this palm, apparently, is from the Garden of Eden, there in paradise, that was given her. 
and um, and so Mary uh, changed garments and then taking the palm which she had received from the hands of the angel she went out to the Mount of Olivet and began to pray and then she says oh Lord I bear the oh Lord to bury you unless you had compassion on me but nevertheless I have kept a treasure which you entrusted to me therefore I ask of you, O King of glory, that the power of Gehenna hurt me not. For if the heavens and the angels daily tremble before you, how much more man who is made from the ground, who possesses no good thing, except as much as he has received from your benignant bounty. You are, O Lord, God, always blessed forever. And thus saying, she went back to her dwelling. And suddenly, when John was preaching in Ephesus in the Lord's Day, the third, and that's on a Sunday, the third hour of the day, there was a great earthquake, and a cloud raised him and took him from the eyes of all and brought him before the door of the house where Mary was. And knocking at the door, he immediately went in. <clears throat> when Mary saw him, she exulted in joy and said, I beg of you, my son John, be mindful of the words of my Lord Jesus Christ, in which he entrusted me to you. For behold, on the third day, when I am to depart from the body, I have heard the plans of the Jews, saying, Let us wait for the day when she, bore this, he, she that bore the seducer shall die, and let us burn her body with fire. She therefore called John, and let him led him to a secret chamber of the, of the house and showed him the robe of her burial and the palm of light which she had received from the angel, instructing him that he should cause it to be carried before her couch when she was going to her tomb. And John said to her, How shall I alone perform your funeral rites unless my brethren and fellow apostles of the Lord Jesus of my Lord Jesus Christ come to pay honor to you and behold all of us, uh, on a sudden by the command of God all the apostles were snatched up raised on the cloud from the places in which they were preaching the word of God and set down before the door of the house where Mary dwelt saluting each other they wondered saying what is the cause for which the Lord has assembled us here then all the apostles rejoicing with one mind finished their prayer and when they had said the amen behold suddenly there came blessed John and told them all these things the apostles then having entered the house found Mary and saluted her saying blessed are thou by the Lord who has made heaven and earth. And she said to them, Peace be with you, most beloved brethren. How have you come here? And they recounted to her how they had come, each one raised on a cloud by the Spirit of God and sat down in the same place. And she said to them, God has not deprived me of the sight of you. Behold, I shall go the way of all the earth. 
And I doubt not the Lord has now conducted you here to bring me consolation for the anguish which is just coming upon me. Therefore, I implore you, with all one mind, watch even till the hour which the Lord will come, and I shall depart from the body. And when they had sat down in a circle, consoling her, when they had spent three days in the praises of God, behold, on the third day, about the third hour of the day, that's about at nine o'clock in the morning, a deep sleep seized upon all who were in the house, and no one was able at all to keep awake but the apostles alone, and only the three virgins who were there. Now, I also was not aware that Mary had uh, virgins with her. Apparently, she had three. They took care of her, your chores. They did, you know, they they helped her, and they were there to minister, you know, to minister and help her in everything. I was not aware of that. They lived there with her, the three three virgins. And behold, suddenly the Lord Jesus Christ came with a great multitude of angels, and a great brightness came down upon that place. And the angels were singing a hymn and praising God together. Then the Savior spoke, saying, Come, most precious pearl, within the receptacle of life eternal. Then Mary prostrated herself on the pavement, adoring him, Jesus, and said, Blessed be the name of your glory, O Lord my God, who has designed, or who has deigned, deigned to choose me, your handmaid, and to entrust to me your hidden mystery. Be mindful of me, therefore, O King of glory, for you know that I have loved you with all of my heart, and kept the treasure committed to me. Therefore, Receive me, your servant, and free me from the power of darkness, that no onset of Satan may oppose me, and that I may not see filthy spirits standing in my way. Now, this is very interesting here, and this kind of sheds some light on some things that I had also wondered about and uh, prayed about and thought about. And that is that at the time of departure from this earth, every child of God, if, you know, according to what Mary's saying here, and Joseph too, Joseph said similar things, there is, if you will, a, um, the powers of darkness come to try to oppose our exit from this world, including Satan himself. They come to try to oppose the passing, if you will, of our souls from this life unto the next. And apparently the early Jews knew this. <clears throat> the rabbis knew this. And apparently now it is confirmed here in this, uh, this writings, these notes I'm sharing with you. So Mary, Mary really was kind of afraid. She did not want to see Satan opposing her and she did not want to see those filthy spirits standing in her way you know when she left uh, this world to go to the next and the savior answered her when i sent by my father for the salvation of the world 
was hanging on the cross. The prince of darkness came to me, but but when he was able to find it, when he was able to find in me no trace of his work, John fourteen thirty, he went off and vanquished and trodden underfoot. I, I just added that John fourteen thirty. Okay, that's where it, that's where he says that. But when you shall see him, you shall see him indeed by the law of human race, in according with which you have come to the end of your life. But he cannot hurt you. In other words, Jesus is telling her, you're going to see the devil. He's going to appear to you. He's going to try to harass you. He's going to try to, you know, do his thing. He says, but he cannot hurt you. I continue now. Because I am with you to help you. Go in security because the heavenly host is waiting for you to lead you in the joys of paradise. Now, remember, there are some accounts of people that have passed away, uh, you know, after death uh, uh, accounts, right? Uh, that um, that when they when they died and they saw themselves in the hospital beds dead. And then as they were kind of, uh, you know, they got up and they were watching themselves uh, on the bed, the dead. And, they, you know, they had, a, they had a problem dealing with that at first. And then they started, uh, some of the people said that they started hearing voices calling at them. You know, so and so, you know, come with us. And then, you know, uh, and he followed them. And he thought there were the angels of the Lord leading him to paradise, right? But they turn out to be demons and devils. So <clears throat> these things are real. It's, you know, a lot of people do not think about these things. But these things have happened to people in this life in recent times. And they have shared their testimony. And uh, this particular man was not saved. He was not saved. And, uh, I mean, he, he believed in God and all that, but he wasn't saved. And so these demons were taking him, you know, where? To hell. And they start tearing at him in the way. They got, they got really aggressive, he said. And they were practically just tearing him apart with their claws. And, and they were making all kinds of mocking sounds. And that is when he called on Jesus. And... Uh, he, he said he remembered a prayer when he was a little child in Sunday school, and he said that prayer, and he called on Jesus, and then Jesus appeared and took him and brought him back to his body. And, uh, of course, he converted after that. But I'm just trying to share this with you to make you understand that this is real. And here we see another account there from an um, apocryphal book where Mary, is, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was very concerned about this. So when the Lord had thus spoken, Mary, rising from the pavement, reclined upon her couch and giving thanks to God, gave up the ghost. In other words, she died. And the apostles saw that her soul was of such whiteness that no tongue of mortals can worthily utter it. For it surpassed all the whiteness of snow, 
and of every metal and of gleaming silver by the great brightness of its light. And then Jesus spoke, saying, Rise, Peter, take the body of Mary and send it to the right-hand side of the city towards the east, and you will find there a new tomb in which you will lay her. And wait till I come to you. And thus saying, the Lord delivered the soul of Mary to Michael, who was the ruler of paradise and the prince of the nation of the Jews. And Gabriel went with him. And immediately the Savior was received up into heaven along with the angels. And the three virgins who were in the same place and were watching took up the body of the Blessed Mary that they might wash it after the manner of funeral rites. And when they had taken off their, her clothes, the sacred body shone with such brightness that it could be that it could uh, be touched indeed for preparation for burial, but the form of it could not be seen for the excessive light, brightness. Except the splendor of the Lord appeared great, and nothing was perceived. The body, when it was washed, was perfectly clean, and stained by no moisture or filth. And when they had put the dead clothes on her, the light was gradually obscured, and the body of the Blessed Mary was like lily flowers, and an odor of great sweetness came forth from it, so that no sweetness could be found like it. Then the apostles laid the body on the bier. I don't know if you say bier or beer. It's B-I-E-R. And said to each other, who is to carry this palm before her beer or buyer? Then John said to Peter, Thou who hast precedence of all of us in the apostleship should carry this palm before the couch. And Peter answered him, You were the only virgin among us chosen by the Lord. Now again, this is another piece of information here that is not in the scriptures. So Peter is telling John, you were the only virgin among us, chosen by the Lord. So Apostle John was the only one of them that was a virgin. And you found so great favor that you reclined upon his breast. Of course, that is what he says there on John chapter 13, verse 23, where John uh, laid his head on the bosom of the, the breast of Jesus. And he... When for our salvation, he was hanging upon the, the cross and trusted her to you with his own mouth. Therefore, you ought to carry this palm and let us take up the body to carry it even to the place of sepulture. After this, Peter said, take the body, and he began to sing, okay? <clears throat> Something happened when they were there. Uh, it says that there was a miracle that appeared above the couch there, the cloud, like a circle. And it says that the people, having gone forth from the city, 
wonder, saying, what is the sound of so great sweetness? Because the angels were singing. And then there stood, there stood up one, uh, uh, one who said to them, Mary has departed from the body, and the disciples of Jesus are singing praises around her. And looking, they saw the couch crowned with great glory and the apostles singing with a loud voice. And behold, one of them, who was the chief of the priests of the Jews, filled with fury and rage, said to the rest, Behold, that the, the tabernacle of him who disturbed, who disturbed us and all our race, what glory has he received? And going up, he wished to overturn the, the couch and throw the body down to the ground. And immediately his hands dried up from his elbows and stuck to the couch. And when the apostles raised the couch, part of him hung, and part of him adhered to the couch, and he was vehemently tormented with pain while the apostles were walking and singing. And the angels who were in the uh, who were in the there smote the uh, who were uh, the angels who were in the clouds smote the people with blindness. So the chief cried out, said, "I implore you." Peter, do not despise me, I beseech you, because I am extremely tortured by great torment. And Peter answered and said, If you believe with your whole heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, whom she carried in her womb, and remain a virgin after the birth, the compassion of the Lord, with which, which with profuse benignity saves the unworthy, will give you salvation. And then, uh, anyway, then Peter made the couch stand still and said to him, If you believe with all your heart the Lord Jesus Christ, your hands will be released from the couch. And when, you, and when he had said this, his hands were immediately released from the, from the buyer. And he began to stand on his feet and put his arms, but, but his arms were dried up. And the torture did not go away from him. And then Peter said to him, go up to the body and kiss the couch and say, I believe in God and in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom she bore. I believe all whatsoever Peter, the apostle of God, has said to me. And going up, he kissed the couch and immediately all the pain went away from him and his hands were healed. And so they finally arrived to the, you know, the apostles that were carrying Mary came to the place of the Valley of Jehoshaphat, which the Lord had showed them. And they laid her in the new tomb and closed the sepulcher. And they themselves sat down at the door of the tomb and the Lord, as the Lord had commanded them. And um, and so Jesus Christ came at that time with a great multitude of angels uh, and said, Peace unto you. And they answered, Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us as we have hoped in you. And then Jesus said, The Lord be upon us. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm conflating the two sentences here. Pardon me. 
Then the Savior spoke to them, saying, Before I ascended to my Father, I promised you, saying, that, that you who have followed me in the regeneration, when your, the Son of Man shall sit upon the throne of his majesty, will sit you also upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And so that basically it was it. And so uh, uh, basically that's it. That and you know then Jesus is it's um, he said to the apostles, "Come up to me." And when they had come up, he kissed them and said, "Peace be to you, as I have always been with you, so will I be even to the end of the world." And immediately when the Lord had said this, he was lifted up on a cloud and taken back to heaven. The angels along with him, uh, carrying uh, the, the angels along with him. And the apostles, being taken up in the clouds, returned each into the place allotted for his preaching, telling the great things of God, praising our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with the Father, the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. So that basically is it uh, on the uh, on the uh, passing of uh, Mary. Very, very interesting. So she pa- basically she passed young. Uh, the Lord took her young she was not old at all it does not say that she was suffering from any uh, disease or she was uh, ill or or any such things it doesn't say anything like that so apparently um, she was afraid they were making threats against her it's it says that they were going to take her and burn her and burn her house and think you know things of that nature the jews and so she was becoming afraid, and uh, the Lord decided to to take her home. Uh, so that's about it. It doesn't say much uh, more about that, and that's all I'm going to share about that. Uh, one thing I need to share with you now, uh, I was reading also uh, there was, uh, you know, there there is a uh, a lot of things happening in the world, uh, and uh, of course, uh, and, and and by the way, uh, there's also I don't know if I'll share this in, uh, in another program or not, but uh, there is another um, particular book or particular uh, fragment that was found, which is titled "The Vision of Theophilus." And, uh, of course, you know, who is Theophilus? Well, uh, if you read the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 1, and, of course, this book, it says to have been written by Luke. Uh, Luke, the apostle, right? He traveled there with the apostles. It says, uh, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up 
after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And uh, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, you have heard of me. And so here, apparently, uh, he, uh, Theophilus is mentioned. And, and uh, the book of Acts was written, and, and I guess the, 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 you know, the notes, right, the parchments were sent to Theophilus. So apparently Theophilus was, um, was uh, you know, and, 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 and the book of Acts, again, the book of Acts is not, was not written basically by, uh, you know, like the gospel is a different book, and it's not a letter an epistle written by the apostle. Apparently, it it was written uh, by Luke to Theophilus, and um, so there are there seems to be more information that, that Theophilus has concerning things that happened, and uh, whether it was Luke that wrote it to him or another one of the apostles, I don't know, uh, but um, apparently. This uh, Theophilus uh, is it was the patriarch of Alexandria around 412 A.D. And so, again, uh, maybe I'll share it, maybe not. But uh, if not, you can look it up. But uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff there that uh, I mean may have some tidbits of information that are not found in the Bible concerning, uh, you know the life of Jesus and, you know, his parents and so forth. And I was reading some things and doing some praying and meditating because I don't know if you have, if you have noticed people that the world is in chaos. I don't know if you have seen the, uh, the, the jet stream that uh, is, you know, that uh, what he's doing, what he's doing, and, and, and the way he looks, and uh, all the horrific things that is, that, that, that is causing upon the world. And uh, there's all kinds of floods taking place in Europe right now, right now, in Africa, in the Middle East. And look at this Arctic blast that's coming in this country, the U.S. It's, uh, so there's a lot of things happening. I will be talking more about this maybe in another program, but uh, there's a lot here regarding this Planet X. Uh, some call it Nibiru, some call it Nemesis, uh, Destroyer. But apparently, the more I read, the more I, I, I meditate on this, the more I realize that this is indeed the means that the Almighty has used in the past to bring about the destruction of the wickedness in this world. And um, God's end time uh, battle axe, if you will. And, uh, 
And there's a lot of interesting things that um, that the Bible talks about uh, there. And um, like it says in Psalm 2, verses 1 to 4, and there's a, there's a lot of things that we just don't know, people. There's a lot of things we just know. And people, in their ignorance, they say dumb things and, and, and reckless things and foolish things. But uh, in the book of Psalms, chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, it says, Why do the heathen rage? The people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have shall shall laugh at them in derision, and so or shall have them in derision. And so, you know, this is this is a, there's a lot of things there that are very 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 strange, very very interesting at the same time. Uh, we have talked about the Book of Colbring, the things it says there, and. Uh, we talk about uh, it, it doesn't say the book of the Colburn talks about Planet X, but the Bible doesn't. The Bible only says the destroyer. Okay, but uh, the book of the Colburn refers to it as the do- the doom shape, and it t- talks about the destroyer also. And uh, and it says that you could see it in the skies as. And then it refers to Moses. He says, as, you know, again, you got to keep in mind that this is coming from the Egyptians. Again, this is a historical account. So some people, some King James Bible people, if this not in the King James, uh, you know, uh, version, and if it, does, if it doesn't, if it doesn't talk like the King James, <laughs> You know, uh, they don't think it is of God. And so you have to remember that these accounts, although it's not inspired like the Word of God is, like these writings in the Corbin, they are indeed historical notes that was written by that culture, the people from that culture, and they recorded everything they heard and saw. And so it would be the wise reads those things. And he takes notes, and um, none, of, none of those things that are written in the Colbring there, uh, I, I mean, I'm not talking about the religious part. I'm talking about the historical parts. The historical completely corroborates the, the Bible. Refers to Moses, not as Moses, but as a leader that led the people out of Egypt but it refers to those plagues and all those horrific things that happens, that happened, and it it it, it links it to this uh, celestial object in heavens. So there's a lot of things here, and uh, and of course the celestial object, because, okay, when you connect the dots, because Moses told by the Most High that these things, he was going to cause these things, these plagues to come upon the land of Egypt. 
but yet he used the destroyer. I will be sharing more on that in the days to come because there is a great connection there. There is a link. And um, I'm going to stop there. And I pray and trust that uh, this has been a blessing to you. Until next time, this is Augusto Perez. God bless you. Shalom.